Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Grease, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And Buck, you uh, you overloaded my inbox this week, dude. You sent me so many stories. It, it was troublesome getting it down just to the top eight, let me tell you. Well, you know, I got to give the people what they want, and uh, I'm a bit of a lazy ass, too, and there was a bunch of clickbait, and I was just like, ah, fuck it, Raz can sort it. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a dick. But we're going to jump right into it, Buck, and we're going to start with, this is coming from the Huffington Post, man thought death was near as Otter Pack overpowered him in Singapore Park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like an otter catastrophe. Ugh. Come on, man. You ought to have known that the pun was coming. Stop. Just stop. I'm going to read now. An early morning stroll in a Singapore botanical gardens turned surreal and nightmarish for one man last month when he was attacked by a pack of smooth-coated otters in an incident that has left him with 26 wounds and needing stitches. Okay, I'm not laughing at the guy getting hurt, but that's a hell of a story to have, you know? <laughs> I actually thought I was going to die. They were going to kill me. <laughs> Graham George Spencer, a British man in his 60s who lives in Singapore, told the Stratus Times. In wake of the November 30th incident, local otter enthusiasts have stressed that otter attacks are rare and typically only, only occur when the animals feel threatened. There's otter enthusiasts. <laughs> In this case, Spencer told Reuters that a jogger had run past him and stepped on one of the others, uh, one of the otters, rather. The animal sprang into action, and when the jogger moved on past Spencer, the otters seemed to think that he was the man who'd stepped on one of their pack. These otters got attacked, if you will, by getting stepped on, and in a moment of confusion, they attacked the wrong man. It was a case of mistaken identity, Buck. <laughs> a photographer who tracks and documents the otters, the otters told the BBC. Uh, a case of mistaken identity made it no less harrowing for Spencer, though. He fell to the ground as the otters took him and bit him repeatedly for 10 to 20 seconds before his friend was able to rescue him by yelling at the otters and pulling Spencer to safety. The otters involved are a group known as the Zook family, which currently is made up of nine adults and six pups. The Zooks are a frequent site at the Singapore Botanical Gardens, and... Shay told the Straits Times they are very human tolerant and have never heard of them being ag- aggressive like this before. Well, that's changed now. <laughs> oh my lord, he's got to get stitches. He's got twenty six wounds. That's horrible. I mean, have you seen? I mean, the, have you seen an otter like a real otter buck? Yeah, they're like they're they're, they're bigger than my dog. Bigger than your dogs. Can you imagine what? just having a I pack mean, of them descend upon you? I just... I can't get past the fact that they... they, they the dude has got the most unbelievable fucking true story. Like, where'd you get the scar, dude? The Zook family. <laughs> The Zook clan. <laughs> what? The Zook clan in Singapore. Watch out. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm telling you, it's a regular Otter Mafia out there. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I would, I, I would, I would just... if I was him, I'd have to carry around that article in my wallet for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm. I, that's just. I don't know how to score this. I don't know like, who, who do you score. Be... Do you score the band that did nothing, or do you score the otters, <laughs> or do we score I mean, the fact that otters... there's, there's otter enthusiasts? <laughs> nah, I mean, you know what? I mean that just that just leaves room for a whole new like set of episodes. To be honest with you, I mean, like, we call it Flat Earth, Tinfoil Hats, and Otter Enthusiasts. That can be the name. <laughs> but but no, I, there's nothing to score here. Poor dude just wants to go out and see some otters. He's an otter enthusiast. Not anymore. <laughs> Man. Moving on. 60 years old. He's in his 60s, though, man. Oh. What a way to go out, though. Either way, death yeah. By, death by on. otter. Next one's coming from my favorite website, the Tampa Free Press. Florida man shot after breaking into a home with a flower pot. He's, this dude brought a flower pot to a gunfight. Sheriff's office detectives are investigating the shooting of a Florida man who broke into the back door of a North Lakeland home with a flower pot. According to deputies, the intruder was shot by the resident of the home. The shooting occurred yesterday, December 15th, at approximately 12.50 p.m. at the residence located near uh, Gibsonia Galloway Road. According to the homeowner, a man identified as 42-year-old Stephen Stitwell of Lakeland threw a flower pot through the back glass door and forced his way into the residence. The owner shot the man three times with a legally owned firearm. The homeowner does not know Stillwell, according to the investigators. When deputies arrived, the homeowner immediately turned his firearm over and directed them to the suspect who was laying on the floor in the living room of the home. Deputies began providing first aid and then Polk County Fire Rescue transported him to a local hospital. He is currently receiving care in the hospital and is in critical but stable condition. Detectives found a shotgun belonging to Stillwell in the backyard and accessed video of the residence that showed Stillwell running from the gate uh, in the backyard to an inside attached back porch area of the home. That is horribly written. Detectives noted a set of French doors leading into the living room from the back porch. One of them was shattered. The damage indicated the door was broken from the outside, the porch. Evidence at the scene shows Stillwell was inside the home at the time. The Castle Doctrine is very clear in Florida. A person's home is his refuge. The evidence in this case at the point indicates the suspect illegally forced his way into the home. The owner did exactly what he had a right to do and protected himself and defended his home. The shooting is currently under investigation and criminal charges are pending against Stillwell. Stillwell has an extensive criminal arrest history with 14 felonies, 15, or I'm sorry, 5 misdemeanors, and 11 re-arrest charges, including multiple burglaries, larcenies, DUIs, multiple violations, probation, drug possession, possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of a weapon slash ammunition by a convicted felon, dealing in stolen property, and fraud. popular guy this guy's got a pretty yeah he's uh, got a pretty impressive little uh little rap sheet there he does wow. he, he does have a pretty impressive rap sheet and uh dude brought a freaking flower pot to a gunfight and, yeah i know man that's, and, and if you that's... notice it's it says it was like 1205 p.m that's just after noon folks just after noon he's, he's like i'm coming in there <laughs> just 
chucks a flower pot through the door and rolls in and you know john q homeowners like well welcome to the party pal (laughs) yeah i mean he's awake he's ready to go i mean what's what's this guy Mm. now see it just makes me wonder if the dude was even sober like he might have been stoned on something yeah Mm. but is it really i'm gonna give the guy is it an excuse i don't think it is (laughs) No, I don't. I, I'm going to give this guy a three. I, I I'm going to give him a three, solid three. He's breaking into senior citizens' homes at noon. Well, any time really. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's noon for this one. He's got a pretty impressive rap sheet. Nah, yeah, this dude screams a three. Well, Buck, we're. I'm going to agree with you and give this guy a three. And our next story, we're going to stay in the great state of Florida. And, you know, when we talk about Florida, we have a certain theme song we like to play. If I reserve it for the most Florida of Florida men, and I think this is going to, this is going to qualify. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes a naked Florida man as he steals a pickup truck from a dealership and leads authorities on pursuit. (laughs) This happened in Melbourne, Florida. A naked Florida man stole a pickup truck from a dealership, leading police on a pursuit early Wednesday in Melbourne, according to the police. Melbourne police had Richard Blouse, 40, of Fiat, of, uh, was that Fiat? Fiat, I can't pronounce it right. Is it Fiat? It's Fiat, isn't it? Yeah. Fiat Melbourne at before 7 a.m. when an employee saw him standing naked in the paint booth before the man got into a 2001 Ram truck. Blouse then backed out of the booth in the pickup truck and drove off from the dealership. The Melbourne police said surveillance video showed Blouse at the dealership just before 5 a.m. wearing only underwear, walking around the business, getting into another car, and sitting on its roof for about 30 minutes before stealing the Ram. Oh, jeez. Once police contact, uh, yeah, contacted the truck's owner, officers were able to track and locate it going north on Interstate 95. The department said an officer in an unmarked vehicle saw the truck driving erratic and striking a guardrail multiple times. Officers said the truck exited into Coca before authorities were able to stop Blouse and take him into custody. Blouse made his first court appearance Thursday at the Brevard County Jail, and he was denied bond. Neighbors at Long Road, uh, Longbow Road, where the arrest was made, said Blouse had a habit of losing his clothes. He was out on bond on charges of exposing himself just last month. He's been at the Brevard County Jail a total of 12 times in the past three years. We want him out of the neighborhood because we have young kids and teenagers here. We do not need him stripping as he has been. <laughs> According to the report, Blouse told officers he did not steal the truck and... Quote, someone in a red shirt told him to take it. Police said Blouse is, a fe- is on felony probation and faces new charges of unoccupied burglary to a structure, unoccupied burglary to a conveyance, grand theft of a motor vehicle, criminal mischief, violation of probation, driving with a suspended license, and leaving the scene of an accident with, with property damage. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Not only did your truck get stolen and get bashed up, it's got a naked dude ass on the seat now. What are you gonna do with that truck, Buck? Uh, put it on eBay. <laughs> Not say a word. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sold as is. But now, um, first off, 
I mean, I I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, try the beginning. Well, I mean, is there? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good place, I guess. Is there? I did. I mean, what what's your take on this, man? Do you think mental health has something to play in this, or do you think this guy's just like a voyeurist? Uh, well, no, it'd be an exhibitionist, not a voyeurist. Uh, no, there's there's either a, a combination of a mental health aspect or um, some self dosing of psychopharmacology, and or a combination of the both. I mean, really, I mean, <laughs> you. You don't just run around naked stealing cars, especially with a dude in a red shirt and, told you to do it. And, and guy's been in and out of jail twelve times in the past, past three, three years. years. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. He's a seasonal inmate. Um, I, I have a hard time scoring this because, mm, like, I'm gonna go ahead and say a two and a half. Like almost a three, because I mean, guy needs help, but he's out doing some pretty fucked up shit. I mean, he's like, put, his actions put other people in danger. Um, that dude's now out of a truck, <laughs> uh, and, and Lord only knows how many people have seen this dude's dongle. I mean, let's just face reality. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have yeah. to, I'm gonna have to go with a solid three on it, just because. We don't know if it's a mental health aspect, a a self-prescribed psychopharmacology aspect, or a combination of. We don't know. So we just have to look at it from a criminal aspect, and I'm going to not base a whole lot of assumptions, just say that it's a three because he's a douche. Yeah, right on. I'm going to stick with my two and a half, but let's move on. Our next story comes from CBS 47 Action News Jacksonville. This is a doozy, Buck. When I first read this, I thought it was your ex. (laughs) Jacksonville woman arrested, accused of poisoning her partner's drink because he wouldn't shut up. Jacksonville, Florida. A Jacksonville Sheriff's Office arrested a woman December 7th after she admitted to poisoning her partner's drink. According to the JSO's arrest report, when officers arrived at the residence, the suspect, Alvis Parrish, 54, was sitting on the front porch yelling, yeah, I did it, because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> she also said, quote, I gave him just enough to shut him up and called y'all so he wouldn't die. <laughs> oh, Parrish had poisoned her partner's lemonade with an antipsychotic drug, according to police. The report stated that Parrish and her partner had been together for approximately nine years. When officers are... Uh, went inside the residence, they located the victim, whom police said was extremely lethargic. According to the arrest report, he told officers he did not know why he was so tired. When officers asked him why Parrish would give him uh, Seroquel, he said, I'm not sure why she would give him that. I don't take Seroquel. According to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, Seroquel is an antipsychotic drug used to treat schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and depression. Uh, officials said that the victim originally refused to go to the hospital for treatment, so Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department left the scene. The victim then began to fill out, fill out domestic battery paperwork with the assistance of the JSO officer, but was having a hard time doing so because he was so tired. The victim then stated that he noticed his lemonade tasted weird. A short time later, officers set, uh, still at the scene went to check on the victim and found him laying on the floor, 
uh, he was not feeling well. JFRD transported him to a nearby hospital. The arrest report stated that Parrish had not only verbally told the officer she had poisoned her partner, she'd also written in a notebook stating what, what she did to him. Thanks for the written confession. Uh, JSO, they, uh, they located a bottle of lemonade with a powdery substance at the bottom inside of the residence. Parrish was arrested and charged with poisoning food or water with the intent to kill or injure a person. According to JSO's records, Parrish is in jail waiting her next court date, which is scheduled for December 29th. Damn. Wow. I mean, the damn. Sound like my ex. <laughs> well, yeah, she always wanted you to shut up. <laughs> yeah. So do a lot of other people. But, <laughs> Fair yeah, <enough>. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but either way, man, like, wow. What an, what, a, what an elaborate scheme in order to get some peace and fucking quiet. Wasn't exactly elaborate though when you look at it. She just kind of threw it in there and wished him luck. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh my gosh, that I mean, could have went. What happens like when you're a in a lot. when you're in a relationship with her for nine years, and you've just said, you know what, I'm going to take this this antipsychotic drug and I'm going to shut him up, but then I'm going to call the police and tell them I did it so that he doesn't die. And write it down in my notebook. And write it down in my notebook. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but hey, I don't have antipsychotic drugs laying around the house. Yeah. Uh, whoa. This lady is just like batshit crazy. What in the ever-loving hell? I love how when they pulled up, she just yells from the front porch, yeah, I fucking did it. <laughs> Yeah, I did it just because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) Something tells me I know where those meds came from. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Ah, man. And Seroquel, that's no joke, dude. I mean, like, people... Uh, No, that's a a good one. I mean, they use it to treat depression as well, but uh, for the most part, it's used for schizophrenia and bipolar disorders. It's not really commonly prescribed for for lower things not not that it couldn't be it's just it's it's a powerful one yeah 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 man i'm gonna have to go ahead and give her another three again oh i mean really you're gonna go three i yeah i might i you know what i mean I can see myself eking up to a 3.5, but that's that's about as high as I could go. I'm having a hard time not giving her a 5. Uh, so I'm giving her a 4 only because she actually called and got the rescue squad there. Um, but she did do it and could have killed him very easily. And she did it with malice and intent. So, yeah, I'm... I, I'm if he had died, that's a homicide charge all day. It's a first-degree murder charge all day long. So, I'm going to have to go with a four. But that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. We're allowed to disagree. Okay, and we're back for the second half, Buck. And we got some more stories to go yet, but I think you had something you wanted to say before I cut you off. Yeah, I did, man. Um, I just got a really big random thought. And I, I remember the day that professional wrestling got crushed for me when I found out it was a lie that it was all a show I was so disappointed 
and it was when Hacksaw Jim Duggan got defeated by Yokozuna. And I remember this. I saw it. I was so upset. I really thought that Hacksaw Jim Duggan got fucking hurt. Like, I thought that he was really, really, like, in distress and injured. I almost lit a fucking candle for that guy. Nothing. And then I, like, I'm running around, running around, lamenting my, my, my WWF hero, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And my mother looked at me and just said it was fake. And it was just, yeah. What the yep. fuck does that have to do with anything we were talking about? Nothing. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I thought you said um, your your latest bag of goodies was no good. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't prevent me from getting stoned. It just takes a while to get there. <laughs> Apparently you're there, dude. <laughs> Moving on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Our next story comes from the globaltimes.cn. I think that's China. Yeah, okay. Man sentenced to 3.5 years in prison after transferring $23,500 on ex-girlfriend's phone by pulling up her eyelid. Okay. I can pronounce a lot of I, I, I can I can pronounce a lot of stuff that's Mandarin. <laughs> But I'm going to stumble through this. Uh, so a lot of times I'm just going to change some shit. So just face reality. <laughs> a man in South China's Guangxi Zhaozong Autonomous Region was sentenced to 3.5 years in prison after transferring 150,000 yuan, or $23,500, from his ex-girlfriend's phone using facial recognition by pulling up her eyelids while she was asleep. <laughs> Jesus. The man surnamed Hong was actually a compulsive gambler burdened by the debt of the t- at that time and called his ex-girlfriend's surname Dong in December last year. Hong told her that he wanted to meet to discuss how he could pay back more than 60,000 yuan, or $9,400, he borrowed from Dong uh, when they were together. That afternoon, the man volunteered to take care of Dong after learning that she was ill, cooking for her and preparing her medicine. What happened next is that Dong fell asleep after taking the medicine, and then Hong... Uh, unlocked the woman's phone with her fingerprint, pulled up her eyelids to transfer the money using facial recognition. Afterwards, Dong surprisingly saw the money transfer on her phone when she woke up and reported it to police immediately. Police later discovered how the money had been transferred to Hong. Hong was uh, recently sentenced to three years and six months in prison and fined 20,000 yuan or $3,140. Wow. Now, <laughs> now, you would know a little bit more about how serious this would go down in the People's Republic of China. The Democratic People's Republic of China. See, that's, that's again, you have a very solid foundation for reference on this. Like, exactly what do you think Mr. Hong is, uh, is looking at here as far as being locked up abroad? Because he fucking did. Yo, dude, how stoned are you? Like a scale of 1 to 10, how stoned are you? Mm, 7 and uh, 8. Because the whole story, even in the fucking title buck, was he was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. No, 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 I know this, man. I know this. I'm talking about, like, 
how do you think the process went? Like the Chinese police, man, like they're not, they're not, they're not easy on people. They're not. Like, do you, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I know he's in the pokey. Yep. Like, I'm not that fucking high. Like, okay. no, dude. No, 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 no. No, I just want to know, like, do you think that when they caught him, they roughed his ass up a little bit and, like, made him kind of, like, be really fucking sorry and guilty? Or do you I, uh... think they did it like they do in the USA and they just carted his ass to jail and said, you're a dipshit? I have... I, I fortunately have no experience with the... Uh... The Chinese legal uh, criminal justice system, let's put it that way. Fortunately, I do not. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> um, while I was, I, I was in China, I almost got into a fight with a bank security guard. <laughs> um, but, I, see, China's really funny when it comes to foreigners. Um, like, for example, if, if a Chinese national were to commit a crime against a foreigner, there is a... Uh, What's the, a multiplier on the sentence? So if he had done that to a an American that was in China, it would have been times ten. So he would have spent uh, like forty years in jail. Everything has a multiplier on it if you do anything to a foreigner. So yeah. So the Chinese system does not fuck around. I mean, there's all there's right now. The United States government is boycotting the the Olympics because you know it's in China and. You know, there, there's a lot of accusations out there about um, their prison system, their prison camps, their concentra- like a concentration camp for Muslims uh, and other things of that nature. Uh, obviously, uh, I did not see that when I was in China, but that's not something exactly they take you to and show you. It's something that's, you know, you're not supposed to see. Uh, just seeing what I did see, however, uh, with the military, the police... Um, I don't want to uh, test any waters. If I ever go back, I don't want to. I don't want to like uh, piss anybody off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. Like I just don't see. I don't see him having an easy three and a half year shtick. You're like, I just don't. I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm, like, I don't want to be in I, his shoes. <laughs> At least he's Chinese, and so, so I, that's that'll help him a little bit, I guess. But no, man, dude, dude, like completely took advantage of this girl, man. Like, what the shit? Goes and like hacks into her phone, gets her biometric information, you know, all that other stuff. Transfers a whole shit ton of money. I mean, like he just the fact that he just the fact that he did it. Yeah, he took her fingerprint to get the phone open, then he used the uh, the facial recognition by holding her eyes open. It's like Jesus Christ. That is some like next level creeper shit. I'm gonna go ahead and give him a. I oh, know, man. I'm gonna have to go ahead and escalate him to a four, man. Like that's 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 taking raw advantage. Yeah, I'm... if 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 the article had been more clear, if he had given her the medication with the intention knocking her out, um, I'd probably go with a four as well. I'm gonna be at a three just because uh, I, I kind of get the impression it was a crime of opportunity so and it's money it's not physical harm so i'm gonna stick with a three for that one for me that's just me you're allowed to have your opinion. yeah i'm gonna have to I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you on that one though thanks for putting that in perspective this yeah ne- i'll go down to a three 
This next story comes from a website I've never heard before. Uh, Certified Intel. Not sure what the hell it is. But man gets kicked off plane for wearing G-string on his face. A man from Florida was asked to leave a United Airlines flight Wednesday morning because he was wearing a woman's underwear as a face mask. He claimed it was TSA compliant since the underwear covered his nose and mouth. Adam Jean feels that the regulation mandating passengers to wear a mask on planes is ridiculous, but it's still federal law until March, so he decided to break the rule in a ridiculous way. Not quite fortunate for him, the flight crew on United Flight 1750 from Fort Lauderdale to Washington, D.C. did not find it amusing. In a video shared on social media, a flight attendant was filmed asking Jean to leave the plane. You'll have to get off the plane. We won't let you travel, said the flight attendant. Why? Jean inquired. You need a mask. You, you, you're not in mask compliance, said the attendant. Gene was wearing a bright red underwear on his face when he walked off the plane. He explained he was trying to demonstrate why the rule did not make sense to him. There is nothing more silly than having to wear a mask until I reach the cruising altitude so I can order a double Tito's and snack on pretzels and portray (laughs) portray that absurdity by putting women's underwear on his face. Seems great, Gene said. Other people began to speak up shortly after Gene had departed. One passenger said, did he just get kicked off for wearing a mask? The man then decided to leave the plane and said, well, forget it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, the man declared. Several people, according to Gene, got off the plane to show their support for him. Uh, thanks, thank you to them because they, seem, uh, they saw something, an injustice, something that didn't make sense, and they did something about it, he said. After that, Gene received an email from United Airlines saying he is no longer committed to fly with the airline until his case is evaluated by the Passenger Incident Review Committee. Gene said he still believes he was right when your rights... Uh, when your rights end, mine begin. You have no right to tell me how I should act, Gene, Gene said. According to the United's website, MASH uh, should have no vents or holes and should compl- completely cover your nose and mouth. Gene claims the underwear mask complied with the rules, but he uh, also claims that he isn't the first time he's been taken off a plane for doing so. He also said he was ordered to exit a Delta Airlines air, uh, flight because he was wearing underwear. In a statement for the communication team for United Airlines said, the customer clearly wasn't in compliance with the federal mask mandate. We appreciate our team addressing this issue on the ground prior to takeoff, avoiding any potential disruptions in the air. Fuck this guy. Seriously, fuck this guy. You're muted, Buck. You're muted, buddy. You gotta unmute yourself. Yeah, guys being a brat. That's all that's all this boils down to. Guys being a fucking brat. It's the damn rules. Your rights stop where my rights start, man. It's the rules. It's like he got the it's one. He got the, the phrase rules. right, but it also applies to other people. This whole nonsense of um, oh, I don't believe in masks. I don't care what you believe in. It's the rules. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. Quit, quit delaying my fucking flight because you want to act like a goddamn child. You don't have a Pretty right. To, you don't have a right to fly. You do what the carrier says, or that's it. That's it. Right. Parents are simple. But they actually do indeed have a right to tell you how to act on their fucking plane. And you purchase the ticket and agree to those terms. Like that's that's the whole that's the whole arrangement. Like, hey, you know, you can come and play in my sandbox, but you gotta play by my rules. You okay with that? Then pay me. See, I, I, I have a huge problem with airlines uh, and the way they do business. Like uh, overbooking, for example. 
That should be completely fucking illegal. Completely illegal. I would I would sign that petition any day of the week. But um, it's it's an industry practice. There's not an airline that doesn't do it. And I don't use discount error uh, just because of that fact. Because I want to make sure that I'm not that far down the bump list. The uh, I also make sure I fly airlines that are less greyhound of the skies and more a uh, actual you know airline but when they, when douche canoes like this i'm gonna make a political statement and make me late make me miss my connection fuck you you're not doing a goddamn thing besides pissing off and and inconveniencing everybody else and it's not doing anything to change you know what the, the rule is you're just being a douche canoe and now you're not flying, I, and you're not flying with Delta or United. So, ha! Guess it's Southwest for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a what an asshole! I, you know, I gotta give this guy a five. Yep. Well, if, if no. there was if there's physical harm, no, to somebody... four and a half, four, 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 no physical harm. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's my that's where my line is. If you physically harm someone, I give you the five. But just being a dickhead, whatever. Oh, yeah, all day long. Buck, here is one from our old stomping grounds. This is being reported by Fox 43. Former Lancaster County funeral director accused of abusing corpses is now charged with animal abuse. I, wow. I dare say he has a type. <laughs> Cold. A little bit. Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce this guy's name. S C H E I D. Sheed. Sheed. S C H E I S C H E I D. Is that Sheed? I'm going to call him Sheed. I would have to go. Yeah, I would. I I I would. I'd dance on that grave with you. Sheed is charged with starving a cow to death and letting multiple other cows become over 500. I'm sorry, over 100 pounds underweight. A cat was also found caged without food or water. Well, <laughs> Andrew Sheed, 50, a funeral home director who is facing charges of abusing corpses, is now facing charges of animal abuse. Specifically, one count of animal cruelty to animals, aggravated cruelty to animals, sorry, and three counts of animal neglect, according to court documents. Sheed is charged with starving a cow to death and letting multiple other cows become 100 pounds underweight. Investigators also say they found a cat caged with no food or water. And my screen just jumped to a different story. Let me change that. Uh, the neglected animals were found on Sheed's property on the 300 block of Old Blue Rock Road in Manor Township in early November, according to court documents. In September of 2020, Sheed was charged with four felony counts of tampering with public records and four counts of abusing of a corpse. After the discovery of four bodies at the funeral home he had managed had not been properly cared for. The bodies had begun to decompose due to Sheed's mishandling of them. Sheed was also found guilty of knowingly making false statement entries on birth certificates that were filed with the Pennsylvania Bureau of Health Statistics. On those certificates, Sheed knowingly made false entries on death certificates to create the impression that his handling of the remains was in compliance with Pennsylvania State Funeral Board regulations. Andrew Sheed treat, uh, treated recently deceased Pennsylvanians with no care and betrayed dozens of families who put their trust in him and his business. Uh, Sheed's girlfriend, Cassandra Bears, uh, was given a summary citation for her role in failing to care for the animals. Uh-huh. What a dick. 
So it just sounds like he is um, a lazy fuck. I mean, really. That's what... Yeah, a lazy fuck who starved a cow. How do you, How do you uh, starve a cow? Yeah, that's, that's uh, the biggest question. Like, a lazy... No. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give this guy the lazy. Like that is a huge fucking animal, and you let it starve to death. And five other ones are now a hundred pounds over underweight. You got fucking cats that have no food or water. No, you're being a cruel motherfucker, and that is just not okay. And you're using animals to do it because you don't think that you're gonna get in as much trouble. That's what this guy is doing. Fuck him, all day long. Okay, and yeah, this guy's a five. He's taking advantage of of animals, man. Like they, they animals are innocent. Doesn't matter what kind of animal it is. All they're doing is what they know how to do. And cows are some of the happiest fucking creatures on the planet. Like, no, this guy's a dick. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on. Like, no, guy gets a five. I am not going to argue with you at all. Normally, I reserve the fives for, for other things, but I'm going to go ahead and, and ride that five into the back into the back into the barn. <laughs> okay, Buck, you sent me this one, and I honestly felt so bad for this guy just from the headline. This is being reported by the Lad Bible. Man finds out his son is actually his uncle because his grandpa granddad slept with his girlfriend. <laughs> What? (laughs) A man has opened up about the devastating moment he discovered his son is actually his uncle. While some people's family trees can be confusing, it's nothing compared to a TikTok user's, and that's Stax1400, who discovered his grandfather was sleeping with his girlfriend. The bloke, whose real name is Samir Samson Bey, explained in a video on social media that he had to stay with his granddad during a period of time when he was... Uh, going through it okay it was his girlfriend stepped into the shower that he uncovered years worth of explicit messages and phones between the older family member and his partner on her phone samir explained to newsweek that he confronted his girlfriend and his granddad about the affair and left the home he said i have mixed emotions about it loyalty is rare Mr. Simpson Bay added that the whole that the, the, while the knowledge was difficult burden to bear, he did uh, say he would raise his uncle as though he were his son. <laughs> he alluded to the idea this isn't the first time his grandfather has been deceptive with his family. Uh, he said in the video, "Can't believe I expected more uh, from a man than the whole other family around the corner from my granny house." I, I do that's just whatever. Uh, Simpson Bay struggled to hold back tears as he, uh, he told the world that his bizarre family tree revelation. People were shocked and asked question, every question of the son about what happened and how he found out. But there's also others offered sympathy towards the guy who was obviously dealing with a lot. A person wrote in the TikTok comments, I'm confused and now I understand. I want to go back to being confused. <laughs> Another, <laughs> I would love, to, I would say love your son regardless. Defiantly easier said than done. Uh, a third said, I'm sorry, there are so many family secrets back in the day people would take the secrets to their graves praying for you during this time uh the video samir uploaded to tiktok has gone absolutely viral has been watched 11.7 million times he said people's words of advice and sympathy have kept him going during this difficult time 
Wow. Ish. I mean. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the sad, yeah, the sad, wow. re- the sad reality is that there's, there's a huge, huge, huge number that people do not realize that they're raising children. They're not biologically their own, but they think they are. Um, and, and it's just, <laughs> no, no, it happens a lot. No, no, you don't say, but you know, it's a, there's, there's the betrayal and then there's the betrayal, not only from your partner, but from the family, your grandfather, your goddamn grandfather. Yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, co-worker, meh. Grandfather, ugh. That's, that's, I can see how that's a little unforgivable, buddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do, how do you go to a family reunion now? <laughs> do you take the kid because he's a member of the family in more than one way? <laughs> I... Yeah, get two two slots on the family tree here, buddy. Got to bring them. Wonder if that means he gets two plates at every meal. Oh, hmm? oh. I, feel, I also feel bad for the kid too. You know, growing up and and you know that's going to be known. He's going to know that happened. You know, he's going to know his lineage. It's there's no putting the genie yeah. back in the bottle on that one. No, no, no. Can't put the truth back in the box. So. Oh, so I think we're man. I think we're scoring grandpa and girlfriend here as a as a as a concise pair. Partners in crime, uh, if you will. Four. Yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> uh they're pieces of shit. Yep. If I could Yeah, if we had a more quantifiable thing to do, I, I would, but you know, four is where I'm at to be. Sucks. Right. I mean, no. You know what? I'm going to escalate that because I, you know, there was no bodily harm, but I will give five. I'll give him a four and a half, man, because that's that is just a devastating pill to swallow. Indeed. Well, that said, folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode. Uh, you can catch us each and every week. Uh, next week, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do yet, Buck. We're going to have to discuss that because next week, next Saturday, when we record episodes, is Christmas Day. And I think we're going to be otherwise indisposed, are we not? Yeah, and you probably. Have, you got family coming into town. I got kids here. You know, I think we're going to be busy. So we're going to have to talk about what we're going to do about that. But rest assured, there will be an episode one way or another. So on your Christmas travels, as you're going to Grandma's house, you know, over the bridge and through the woods, you, you can listen to the Social Liability Podcast, as you do each and every week. Uh, that being said, folks, I am the Razgrees with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, wishing you all a safe and happy week leading up to Christmas. Have a good one.